Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Well, happy new year, Healthy as Hot family. I cannot believe it. We are officially entering a new decade, 2020. Have you thought yet about what you want to achieve this year? Whether it's personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, think about it, make a plan. And now personally, I'm not a big one for resolutions, but I do love that January kind of lights a fire under everyone's asses and gets them thinking about what they want to accomplish this year. And this year in particular is so special because it's actually the beginning of a new decade. So you are setting the tone for not only the year today, but you're setting the tone for the next 10 years. Now that might seem like a heavy thing to talk about, but just think about it. Like what do you envision in the next year? What do you envision in the next 10 years? What are your goals? And then break them down. If you're looking at a decade, maybe break them down by year how you want to see. I think 10 years might be a really long time to set goals because you never know what's going to happen. But it's January. So like, let's think ahead. What do we want to do in the next 12 months? Break it down month by month. You know, if you're going to do resolutions, be patient with yourself while you accomplish those resolutions. You can't change overnight, people. It would be great, but you can't necessarily do it. So I wish you the best in this new year, in this new decade. And we're bringing back the very first guest of the podcast today for round two with Rhea Carey. I couldn't think of anyone better to have on this very, very special episode. So enjoy this. Hit me up with your resolutions. And remember, The Healthiest Hot Show is streaming on Crave as of January 10th. So check it out. All right, here we go. I've been starting all of my podcasts today with songs. <laughs> so today is going to be round two with Raya Carey, ooh, a.k.a. Ooh. the most amazing uh, life coach two. in the uh, world. Round two. Uh, round two. But I'm pumped. That was a good one. I I really will never, ever sing on stage professionally in my life. Keyword professionally. I'm super yes. down for karaoke. Okay, I thought I was really against karaoke, but when we were in Japan, it's the biggest we thing. may or may not have gotten a little bit lit mm -hmm. and ended up at a karaoke bar where for they sure. had a soft serve ice cream machine. Yep. In addition to every type of soda pop and it's you like can imagine, open bar for oh like 10 my bucks. gosh! And uh, in the moment, thought we were singing really beautifully. <laughs> my boyfriend, being the kind, caring, compassionate person that he is, wanted to film us singing horrendously so that we could laugh about it the next day. Tell me you still have it. Oh my gosh, he does have it. He it's, have to show it me. is awful. There is no singing component. I am yelling. I am just yelling into a microphone. One of my buddies was on the ground with a oh leg up in God. the air, like cabaret vibes. Ooh, I love it a good was, leg up. It was, and then I got to tell you, like the hour was up and I was sad. I was ready to lie down, but I was sad that it was over. We ended up having way more fun than I thought. It's this whole way, time, I've been terrified of karaoke. Karaoke is a way different vibe in Japan and they do it right. 
They do it proper. That's a proper <laughs> karaoke. Oh my god, it was so fun. But so let's anyways, go to karaoke together. Let's with go all to karaoke. That being said. Yeah. I don't know if you, will you be friends with me if you hear how I sing because it sure. sounds like a dying squirrel. <laughs> like I just it's pictured not, that. Yeah. Unconditional love, though. Okay. It's for the love. for the healthiest hot show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shameless self plug, dropping Jan Ten yeah. on Crave. One of the episodes is face your fears, and I don't want to reveal too much. But <laughs> I have to like push myself outside my outside of my comfort zone and do something that I thought I was never going to do, something along the lines of karaoke. And oh my gosh! Wow, good for you though. Did it, and I was like, I gotta start doing more things that terrify me. I think that we all should. I truly think that can be one of the ways that. We see what we're made of, yeah. and then the little things in life that happen and show up aren't as big of a deal. So maybe in 2020, Let's we, take, sh- we take some love and do the things yeah. that terrify us. Let's do that. So what's one thing that I can I know. do? Hmm. I'm trying to think. What terrifies me? Uh, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. I've said this for so long, and I never do anything about it. Yeah. I'm terrified to turn HIH into a business <sighs> rather than always call it a passion project. Oh, yeah, we're doing You know what I mean? It. Like, yeah, we're I've doing talked it. about it, and I was like, I don't know what the issue is. I don't know if it's that, like, I have a weird relationship with this concept of money and monetizing something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't, I still haven't figured out where that uh-huh. block is, but oh, I've. Oh, my, you know, my wheels are turning. Oh, yeah. Like, six years, six and a half years, been calling this my passion project. It's still around. People, I still am very passionate about it. So, like, why not turn it into a business? Why not make this, like, my life's work? Because sometimes it's not that we're scared of failure it's actually we're scared of our utmost power and our utmost success wait what yes marianne williamson has a quote and she said um oh my god i have to find it for you it's like the most amazing quote of all time that you're gonna be like if it's impacted you i'm i'm down this is an absolute game changer because um, I want to make sure I don't butcher it because it's so good. That's when you know it's like a good one. Like when you want to Okay, here it, it is. It's, okay. I, I put Marianne Williams from quote and it's one of the first things that comes okay. up. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. I needed to hear that. <sighs> right? I need to hear that when I heard it. I still need to hear it every day. As a good reminder for all of us. Right? We think it's failure that we're afraid of, but maybe mm-hmm. it's the light. and it's, it's the power. The power. Totally. And that's exactly what I, when I heard that five years ago when I was creating Coach Carrie, it's exactly what I went through. Because I was like, okay, like, can I do this? Yeah. Who am I? Oh, the, the ex-promoter? Like, can I be a life coach? Am I going to empower people? Is my story inspiring enough? Like, all these things. And it was like, No. I'm stepping into my power, and I'm literally walking in my purpose. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, let's go. Do you remember when and where you heard it? Like, was it one of those moments? Yeah, honestly. It was actually really cool. I was coming home from Scandinavian Spawn Collingwood, so I was very relaxed, very chill. And on the way home, I was listening to the recording of her book, which is A Return to Love. This was before Audible came out. So I was listening to, like, the YouTube of her reading it. <laughs> And it's like the best thing ever. Like I'll, I, th- I truly suggest that everyone listens to it at least once a year. Okay. Return, return to, love. to Love. It's such a game changer. Like I might even have to listen to it tomorrow. It's been a while. But yeah. Okay. Wow. And she's also running for president right now, which is super cool. Yeah, you go 
Yeah, yeah you old I girl. Mean, it's crazy to me to think of you five years ago having all these self doubts. Oh yeah. Because like your one of your most popular things is like confidence talk. Hundred percent. And yet you are human. You're just like the rest of us. Like 100%. there was a time when you didn't know if you had what it took to be a coach. Totally. And I was confident, but I wasn't fully ready to own it. Mm. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm so good at what I do. And that is what propels me and empowers me to keep working hard. Like I never stop learning. I never stop working. And I think even just hearing you say that makes me think we need to be okay with being proud of ourselves and saying we're good at shit. Like so often it's so much easier to just put ourselves down, talk about our flaws, say the things we're not good at, but we're all great at certain things. And I think we should wear those as badges of honor and it shouldn't be seen as like being cocky or Mm -hmm. overly confident. Mm -hmm. Just taking pride in who you are and what kind of skills you have to offer the world. Exactly. And there's a fine line. And I used to not really say that. I would be so nervous before my coaching sessions because I'd be like, oh my God, I want to make sure it goes perfect, that they have an aha moment, that you know, they, they leave the session being like, oh my God, my life has changed. So then that put pressure on me. And what I realized is I can only provide as much as I as they provide in the mm-hmm. session. So if I'm asking questions and they're not ready to go there and answer the questions, then that's on them. That's not up to me. Mm-hmm. My job is to ask the right questions to get them to look internally and think of look at things from another perspective and then implement some new yeah. tools. And if it doesn't go well, maybe they weren't ready. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then there's more to tackle in the next session. 100%. And so now I'm just like, I'm really good at what I do. And so when I go into the session, I go, let me just ask questions and then see what I can pull out from there. And then it's never not gone well. I feel like being curious is such a good life skill, but especially for you. Yes. And I think for all of us, like to be curious with our friends and our partners and our jobs and ourselves, like never stop being curious, asking those questions, trying to understand and like get a little deeper. Yes, literally. I'm like, that's truly one of the things I talk about in coaching school. It's like, just be curious. It comes off way less yeah. like threatening or like intense if you're like, tell me this right now. But it's like, <laughs> tell you know, me what is going yeah, on. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, why is that? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. Why? Yeah. And people are just like, oh, yeah. And they were just like way more into answering the questions. Well, also, you're also like a special unicorn that people feel immediately comfortable in front of. I just witnessed it. Like I just finished a recording session with my friend Misha, the founder of Namastetics. And like you guys had never met. She obviously knew about you. And I talk about you to everybody. It's no big deal. It's totally not weird. And immediately she started opening up. And I've known her for years. And I've never seen her open up to anybody. Like she's a closed little lady like she yeah. doesn't like wear her heart oh my her god sleeve. i would have never known that oh my, and then i'm just sitting here and i'm like what is going on and it's you you have an energy and an aura about you you like, know you are doing what you're supposed to be doing in life thank you and that's truly what i feel and someone asked me that the other day they were like did you always know that this is what you were going to do and this is where you're going to be and yeah. that you would be successful and i think that I knew something. I knew that I was going to inspire people. I knew that I was going to be a leader. And I knew that I was going to be, you know, on stages in some way, shape, or form. But I didn't know how or what. And so I think that was also something that worked as a North Star for me and kept me from not getting into more trouble, (laughs) you know, in university. Mm -hmm. And when I was in the promotions world, like, it kind of kept me making sure that I upholded my integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're at that North Star. Me too. Because I have had fun with you in a safe way. And 
We've had some fun. Glad we've had our North Star. We still have our North Star. We do. And touching on, you know, hard to think of things we're proud of. And that's what we were talking about earlier when I did the school talk the other day. It was probably a room of 180 women identifying students in grade 9 and 10. And I asked them to think about one thing they're proud of. And I said, close your eyes and just think about it for a minute and then share it with the person next to you. And then I went around the room and I just kind of chimed in on a few conversations and asked them what they were proud of. And majority of them couldn't come up with something. Not one thing. Not one thing. And that was one of the saddest moments of my career because that is, to me, if you can't readily think of at least one thing that you're proud of, then that means there's a lack of self-love. Like, what did you say to them? I was like, I was literally, I was taken back. Yeah. I was a little bit shocked. I was like, okay. I was like, you can't think of one thing. And they were like, no, I don't really know. And then I'm like, okay, well, what things about you make you happy? What things about you do you like? And, we, you know, body positivity and all these things that young women are dealing with and not thinking about, it's because they also didn't even know how to talk about themselves in a positive light. Whoa. So even if they are proud of things, it's like, is that something I can even say? And all these things are going on in oh, their I'm head. Oh, covered in goosebumps. Yeah. So, so nine and ten graders, that's what, like 14, 14 50? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I rem- if I take myself back a long time ago now, mm-hmm. like I think I can relate to them. Totally. Like you're going through so much during those years, yeah. so much self-doubt. You're trying to figure out who you are. You might be self-conscious. Maybe you're comparing yourself to other people. Then now they're dealing with social mm-hmm. media. That's what I was just about to say. That. Thank God we didn't have that. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> that was a nightmare enough. I no. struggled with it. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like. So for me, I then was like, okay, let's focus on self-love. Yeah. And for me, I like to break down self-love as the things that you do to make you feel at your best. Mm -hmm. So then then I start to pull stuff out of them. And then they started to share things that they were proud of. And I got a couple of them to share it on a mic and the whole they all clapped for each other. And it was like that turned into a really beautiful moment, especially for. um, And I like that you say women identifying group of individuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. They're all there together. They're 14, 15 years old, give or take. Like, girls at that age can be totally. Oh, yeah. a little bit catty. Like, when I got mean. there, I knew that they weren't all friends. You, you know? know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we become nicer with age, but unfortunately, sometimes it can get a little bit nasty at that age. 100%. So for you to, you know, be out there and be like, hey, let's talk about things that are difficult to talk about. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. only imagine, like, the energy at the beginning of the room yeah. And knowing you, the energy at the end of the room. Night and day. End of the night. Like yeah. the teachers came up to me and they're just like hugged me and they're just like, thank you so much. Like they needed this. We needed this. And really all that I do, of course, be myself and like bring my little aura with me wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I call it like spreading fairy dust, oh, like yeah. sprinkle here, sprinkle there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also just shared my story. And I showed them a picture of me at 600 pounds and, you know, me now. And it's like, at that age, I still became those quote, quote, popular kids in school. And I was like, that's not to brag, but it's to remind you that I was only able to do that because I had loved myself Mm -hmm. and I loved everybody and I respected myself and I respected everybody. And that's the big difference. And I always say to them that, you know, there's some people in your class you're not going to like. No one's saying that that's not going to happen. But just because you don't like someone doesn't mean that you can treat them poorly. There was a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I could see the eyes getting like wide and being like, oh, yeah, that actually does make sense. And for me, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the teachers had told me prior to going to struggling. the class. Yeah, struggling with um, 
self-love, disrespect, bullying, um, you know, women, the, the students doing provocative pictures on social media mm. and just a lot of not respecting themselves and their peers. So, And it's amazing that you were able to see those light bulb moments. Yeah. Like yeah. actually Literally, see them. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. High school. Yeah. High school's rough. But you're, by doing these talks. Yeah. You're changing like the next generation. You know I hope I mean? so. Like, I you hope are, so. Like the future is youth. It is. So if you can help them be more confident, more kind, yes. more respectful yes, that's it. versions of themselves. Love yourself. We need to clone you and get you <laughs> in every single school. I feel like my parents are probably like cringing hearing that. Can you imagine if there was like 10 of me? I mean, now I'm fine. I'm more refined <laughs> and mature. Refined wine. <laughs> yeah. but you ima- get better with age. <laughs> Imagine me at like five years old because my literally my job uh, is to ask questions. Yeah. And I, one of the major questions that I always ask is why. Yeah. So now imagine me at five years old. <laughs> why? Why? Why is this guy Why? Blue? Why? <laughs> like all the time, like so annoying. And then I'm like, well, he's... Everything came full circle, and now I do it for a living. Oh, my God. You need to give them, like, a trophy. For sure. You should frame the word why. You should Ooh. just, like, you know, how great of a, you know. That's good. That's good to go in my office. Yeah, it should be in your office. Yes. They probably have there nightmares still about yeah. that word. It can go in your office. Yeah. I'll have Ben design why. Yes. Yeah. Done. I'm contracting about. Yeah. <laughs> Verbal agreement. Sorry, Ben. Um, I would love to go back to how you, how you, when you were introducing the group of, of girls, you said they're women identifying. Yes. And like this is something we all kind of need to be talking about mm-hmm. more and remembering mm-hmm. to to make the distinct like to make the distinction because yeah. not mm-hmm. not everyone identifies as women who you totally. might assume identifies mm-hmm. as women. And I'm still learning too. And I think that some people may be like, oh, it's too confusing or I'm not sure. So they just kind of stick to what they know or what yeah. they used to know. But I really think it's a, really about inclusion. And to some extent, yes, obviously if I say women, that anyone who identifies as a woman hopefully would resonate with them, but you never know that. So the idea is that you want to include everyone so that no one's feeling left yeah. out. And in that room for that school talk, there was someone who who's transitioned. And they went from being Jack to being Winter. Yeah. Um, so I want to ensure that like literally everyone feels seen and heard because you can be whoever you want. And I think that obviously that relates to me because as you know, I've always called myself a hybrid and we were just talking about it earlier. And I even think I just like really broke it down in a way that I've never said to myself before because someone asked me, you know, would you prefer the pronoun they or, or you're you like being called she? And I was like, yeah, I, I like being called she. That's what I go by and I said that I like actually being hybrid because that's what I've always said and explained who I am as a person because for me I find that I'm very much you know 50% man and masculinity 50% woman and femininity so I embrace and love having both of that within me at all times and they come in ebbs and flows for sure sometimes one day I'm more masculine sometimes one day I'm more feminine and sometimes they're just showing up at the same damn time <laughs> and I feel like a hybrid for me is a way that I can call on both of them at the same time and that's who I am and I feel as though they for me it, it more means that I'm removing myself from my gender and yeah. so I don't necessarily want to um, be called either of those which is totally cool too yeah. but for me that's why you I love. don't yeah you I love. love that you identify with both I do yeah. I, get, I literally get the best of both worlds I've seen both sides. They're both so great. 
Okay. You've messaged me when you're on your period. I've seen like the more boyish side when you're with the boys. And I mean, they're both great. They're good times, right? I mean, it's just fascinating. You are a fascinating individual. It's funny too because my guys, my guy friends know yeah. that too. And it's like, if I'm on my period, you know that I need a little extra TLC. Yeah. So if you make plans without me, you better believe I'm going to be blowing up your phone, texting you, hitting you up on Instagram, maybe even send you an email. Yep. Like literally, like if Charlie hangs out with people other than me while I'm on my period, I freak out. And he just knows to love me. I really love that every time you and I have a podcast, Charlie comes up. <laughs> and since the last time we potted, potted, I don't think that's a word. I love that though. But I think you just coined a new one. Potted. Um, we, like, I've met him now. Yes. And oh my gosh. You get it. Like, I get it. He's so great. Like, for you to get, your eyes like light up when you talk about Charlie. And I think it's so amazing to have someone in your life like a Charlie. Like, mm-hmm. I think we all need a Charlie. We do. <laughs> someone who can be there for you when you're on your period. Yep. Someone who can throw down with you. Mm-hmm. Someone who can be there when things get tough and celebrate the high. 100%. Like, and I think I, the support system is so strong. Exactly. And I think the reason why I am so obsessed with him is because... He truly sees me for me and all of me and all of my different sides. And then as a result of that, I'm always myself around him. So that's when people like are hang out with us. They're like, oh, you guys are like in your own world talking gibberish <laughs> and laughing hysterically. Like have you ever seen the videos of two like baby twins talking and it's just gibberish? But they understand what they, that's me and Charlie. <laughs> And it literally one one girl caught us at, caught us doing that. We were at a party, and she was standing in front of us with her back facing us, but like vibing. And me yeah. and Charlie were on the bench uh, behind her, and we were literally doing that. And she turned around and she was like, "This has been the most entertaining conversation of my entire life." And we were like, "Oh my god, she caught us!" <laughs> the secrets out. The, the secrets, secrets out. out. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I mean I, it's just I've, nice to have a good support system, yeah. and I think that. Is the takeaway. It's like find the people who bring the magic out of you and who you can be yourself around. And it doesn't need to be a lot. It's really like friendships are quality over quantity. Maybe when we were teenagers, it was like you needed all the friends in the world. But I think the older you get, you just need the, you know, the handful. If you're lucky enough to have 10, amazing. But if you even have just one person that gets Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. like you're lucky. Don't let social media or anything else make you feel as though the people who care about you in your life, whatever that number is, is not enough. Yeah. I care about you. I care about you too. I actually really do though. It's, it's, it's too a much. Lot for my uh, heart. Yeah, I showed up on a friggin' snowstorm day. And for anyone who knows me, I literally hate being cold. And so I literally left left, and got here. And I said in my head, I was like, "You're lucky. I love you." I, like, I know it. I know today. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a gross gross. It's, it's like wind. I hate complaining day. about the weather, yeah. but I mean, it was pouring rain this morning. Now it's pouring wet snow. There's puddles everywhere. It's now getting colder. I hate it's it. It's gray. I haven't seen the sun once no. today. No. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. I, feel your I love, love you. I feel your love. <laughs> I feel it, and I appreciate it, and I like that you showed up because one of my resolutions for next year is like, if I say I'm going to do something and I decide to go, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up for Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good resolution. Yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer of I'm a woman of my word. That's what I say to people. Yeah. And so I'd much rather show up for ten minutes than not show up at all. Yeah. 
Ugh. And people really appreciate it. Like, I sometimes I have to go to like 10 places in one night and I'll literally show up just to say hi to that person. Like, my friend Adam, who I took out last night, I was yeah. telling you about, it was his birthday a couple weeks ago. And his girlfriend, so sweet, planned a whole surprise party. And we were all waiting on a party bus for him. And he's thinking him and her just going for dinner. <laughs> Okay, so he, she's like, oh my God, I called an Uber X, but I guess I sent a bus. So he gets on the bus and we're like, surprise, half an hour away. So I went all the way there for the surprise and went all the way home. You're good. See, we all need, like, that's amazing. Yeah, because the bus was going to Niagara Falls and I had a oh, big talk gosh, the next morning. Yeah, so I was like, the chances of yeah. everyone leaving on time and the bus getting home early. I is, also hate the idea of being stuck somewhere. Same. Like, that brings my anxiety same. way up. But you were there. You were there yeah. for the moment. That's it. Um, are you a fan of resolutions? Like, it's New Year's. <sighs> Like I was, I'm always so curious because I see the pros and cons of resolutions. I think resolutions are a great time for reflection mm. and looking ahead. Mm-hmm. I also think they set un, like unideal expectations and a lot of pressure to be like the best version of yourself totally. on January 1st, totally. December 31st, whatever. You can be the person right. you are right now, but then right. as soon as Jan 1st comes, everything's going to change. You're going to work out six days a week. You're going to quit smoking. You're going to volunteer. It's like, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. So I'm into them if it's something that can help someone and empower them and serve them in a positive way, meaning it gets them fired up. Mm -hmm. It literally motivates them, puts them in a place of like momentum and building. That's great. But if it's a negative, like what you're speaking to, as in it becomes pressure and this like, and the negative talk cycle, cause like, oh, well now I didn't do that. So now what's the point? Or I failed or, uh, then I don't necessarily like it. So I like it when you can have things that you're changing, mm. meaning in the process of. So if someone's resolution, let's say, is to go to the gym six times a week, why not you start with, going for like half an hour a day or like doing 10 minutes of you know baby steps so that you can yeah. build up to it because if you go if you january 1st you're like, going to the gym every day and every day you're doing like a intense hit class or a berries and then you're like this sucks i'm sore and now i can't go for a week and then you don't want to go that's not going to serve you mm. but if you're like you know what i'm going to go every day and run on the treadmill or walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes and do some stretching do some yoga like build up to it and just do movement every day yeah and sidebar i've actually started stop saying exercise and saying movement Oh, because when I hear exercise, I'm like, go hard, crush it, pump weights. And then you're in pain sometimes. And so now I'm just like, I just want movement every day. Whatever that movement looks like. It could be yoga. It could be swimming. It could be walking. So that's. Oh, I like that. I like that. Right. You can keep oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to share it. Okay. I'm going to share it. It's all out there for all of I'm you gonna now, too. I'm going to take one step further. Ooh. Let's do mindful movement. <gasps> you know, movement with intention. Nice mindful movement did we just create did we some just cool do shit right some now? shit guys 2020 <laughs> mindful movement it's gonna take over the world yeah that's where it is so yeah. and I, I also think it's a good time to just get rid of the things that don't serve you mm-hmm. and implement more things that do serve you do serve you whatever that may be yeah i do love i i like the resolutions especially in january in canada because January is such a dark, gloomy <sighs> month where seasonal affective disorder is at like an all-time high. Biggest. And resolutions, I find, do give people like hope mm-hmm. and like belief that this can be a better year. Mm-hmm. So I do love it for that. I think you just have to tread with caution. Like set goals, but enjoy the process. Yes, 100%. Don't assume you're going to be a different human on a different day. Yes. And also put yourself in the mindset, especially for the people who, who have winter, um, that those months are going to be slower in terms of being, you know, out and about mm. because it's hibernation time. 
Yeah. And so that's what this, this season is all about. So this season, you're going to spend more time alone, probably. You're going to stay in more, probably. You're probably going to be cozier. So that doesn't mean it's a negative yeah. or that people don't want to hang out with you or that you're, you know, your life is shifting, yeah. per se. It just means that it's time to be cozy. So that's time to focus on you. Uh, get back to the things that are important to you. Refocus. Double down on your work and your goals. So I'm starting to... I'm shifting the way yeah. I look at winter because I literally hate winter and there's not many things that I hate, but it's going to be my time to refocus so that I'm coming in hot for spring. Oh, watch out yeah. world. Yeah. I really like that because I hate winter so much and I get very <sighs> sad. So sad. It's so sad. So sad. And like <laughs> movement's a great way to make me happy, yep. work, being busy, but I don't, I'm, I'm a bit of a hermit come winter time. Same. And I'm now I'm also like, if it's, once the sun goes down, the chances of me leaving my house again are like slim to none. So you got to catch me during the day. Well... It's 4.15, which means the sun is going to go down in three <laughs> minutes. So you need to get home. It's time to go home. Before the strike. Before the clock strikes 4.20. Goodbye, folks. We have no more light for the rest of the day. Um, you showed up big time today. I did, because I love you. Yeah, and I have a feeling you're going to show up big time in 2020. Absolutely, and so are you, yeah. because you're going to make HIH a business. Terrifying. Ah! Ah! Also, all of you, let's make 2020 rad. Yes, let's. Okay. Thanks for having me. Bye. Lots of love. Oh my God, round two. This was round two. Round two. I'm love you. That I'm already excited for round three. Yeah, no, I'm so excited <laughs> too. And four and five. <laughs> and just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thank you to Kelly. Love this delicious spot in downtown Toronto. Um, for feeding us and giving us an amazing space to record this today. So if you enjoy this conversation, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.